Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So um, Britney Spears had a wild weekend days after her husband, Sam Asghari, filed for divorce. Um, where to begin, Charles? Where to begin? Mm, uh, I think we got to start with the party that went down, right? I think that's the place uh, to start. <laughs> because she had quite the party with uh, several... With a bootlicker. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. There's only one bootlicker that we saw of anyway, but lots of um, young men... Shirtless young men give, showing their support for Britney as she uh, did Britney things, you know, dancing around uh, in, in a dress. And, but that was just, that was the end of the weekend. But everything leading up to it was also pretty bizarre. So the, uh, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to concentrate. Uh, so um, the night before, said. on Saturday, she ends up in the middle of the night in Oxnard, which is quite a distance from where she lives. This is Ventura County. Um, and she is hitting up a chicken joint at midnight. At midnight. Uh, right. And just looking the worst for wear, I got to say. I mean, she was going through something there. And um, she, uh, I guess, uh, photo agencies followed her there, I guess. Um, and they got these photographs and others. Um, but, you know, look, everything we're hearing... And we're going to tell you what she is now saying about the divorce because she's actually addressed it. Yeah. But everything we're hearing is alarming because Brittany has lost her major support system. That was Sam Asghari. After the conservatorship, Sam was the, you know, there were two people. It was Sam Asghari and her manager, Kate Hudson, who was right. also in that photograph. Right. Um, Kate is still there. But with Sam gone, that means there's not someone in the house with her. That was the big thing. There's no one in the house with her. She... Is There's staff going, in the house. She is going through it. Um, and, and Sam is not there to help anymore. They're not even talking. This is somewhat acrimonious, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, it's alarming to a lot of people, and they're especially people who have um, been kind of following her yeah. um, you know, and involved in her life. It is alarming. She opened up and, and actually talked about it. Right, because she had not said anything about the divorce for a couple of days, even though she had been posting things. Um, but she finally did address it this weekend, where she said, as everyone knows, Sam and I are no longer together. Six years is a long time to be with someone, so I'm a little shocked. But I'm not here to explain why, because it's honestly nobody's business. But I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. In some sort of telepathic way, I've been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends, and I thank you. I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. That's interesting because, look, they have had a very volatile relationship. Right. And not just since the marriage. The whole time they were together, they had explosive arguments. Um, and we've talked about this before. At times, um, she got physical with him. Right. And... Um, and that he and yet it clearly wasn't working for both of them. I mean, she says I couldn't take the pain anymore. The problem this is, is he's saying, oh. she's now alone, and I think we should talk about this in the context of, of her no life. conservatorship anymore. How does she live? How does she cope when you know mental illness becomes an issue? It is always an issue, um, and how does she cope now when she's on her own? So joining us now. Uh, to talk about that is uh, Dr. Charles Sophie, a renowned, renowned psychiatrist. Yep. Uh, we've had him on before, and he's joining us again. Uh, Dr. Sophie, welcome back to TMZ Live. Hey, how are you? We're good. So uh, first, just your impressions here. I mean, this now seems to be 
a um, an acrimonious divorce. She is alone, um, estranged from her family. Her mom is uh, she's not talking to her mom, and she's not talking to the rest of the family. Your concerns, your thoughts? Well, I'm not surprised. First of all, I mean, her life leading up to this has not been the best, and again, she has made decisions or behaved in ways, I guess, that are alienating people, and it's sad. And I hope that this is a <clears throat> chance that she takes to be able to make better decisions for her future and really for the future of her kids. But I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, I, and I hear what you're saying, Dr. Sophie, that you, you hope she takes that time. But right now, it, it just seems like she's going through something. And I guess the issue is, yes, you want her to make those better decisions, but she does have mental a mental illness that she has to deal with. And at times, it is alarming, things that we see. So without someone there, what's the prognosis for, for Brittany? Well, I mean, it looks just like any other mental illness. When you're off your treatment, obviously, you're going to behave in these bizarre ways, which is that's what her behavior is indicating. She's either not doing her treatment, not doing it properly, and her mental illness is, you know, blowing up. And if nobody is there to supervise it, we all know it ends up in a bad place, a 5150 most likely. Well, 5150 or worse. And, you know, I think this is a moment where we can talk about something, which is the Free Britney movement, that there was a tidal wave um, that resulted in that conservatorship ending. Um, and the two words that nobody really discussed in that movement were mental illness. So I'm, I'm wondering, now looking back, you know, Jamie Spears wasn't the right guy to continue it because she just didn't like him and you don't want a conservatorship like that. But if you change the casting and put somebody else in, was it a good idea to end the conservatorship or could this do her more harm than good by ending it? No, I do not think it was a good idea to end it because it was giving us the ability or giving her the ability to have treatment whether she really wanted it or not, because she needed it. But now she has the ability to take it or not take it, and obviously she's not taking it. So, yeah, changing the cast would have been better. Maybe she would have trusted that person and stayed consistent with her treatment, because now she needs it. How worried are you? Very worried, because she's a really wonderful person. She's got done a lot for the world, and she really doesn't see how bad things are, because when you're in the middle of this inside of your brain, you can't see outside to see really what's going on. And your judgment is way off, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is really, uh, yeah, I, I got to tell you. It's a very sad thing to watch. Yeah, and a tough spot for the few people who are around her. I mean, her staff and the staff who are there are not medical, they're not trained in how right. to deal with something like that. Well, look, we wanted to get your thoughts on it. I wish there were something more hopeful here, but yeah. it's sounding really Grim. dire. Yeah. Yes. And remember, her children are watching all this and have to see this, and that's the painful part, too. Yeah. Dr. Sure. Sufi, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Wow. Yeah, man. It's, it's really... Not good. Okay, we are going to move on. Something happier. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, one year into marriage. I cannot believe that actually, was a year ago. It's actually more than a year if you go to the legal date, because they got married in Vegas Oh, that's Vegas right. First. That's right. But over the weekend, Jennifer was celebrating... The, I guess they're marking the anniversary when they had the big wedding in Georgia. So she posted some photos of their day and then posted some lyrics, lyrics from that are going to be on her upcoming album. Uh, it says, I'm not going to try to sing it. I'll just say, Dear Ben, sitting here alone looking at my ring ring, feeling overwhelmed. It makes me want to sing, sing. How did we end up here without a rewind? Oh my, this is my life. I'm going to give you some money 
for just the fact that you read that and not me, but thank you. Um, How cute is this, you guys? I think this this love song, this Dear Ben Part 2, is going to be about their like the new chapter of them being married together for a year oh and gosh, coming back to each other. Look at the fireworks in that shot. Did you well, see that's that? what you guys are literally looking at and not them kissing uh, and being cute together and celebrating one year. On her dress is beautiful. Them. I didn't even look at the what was behind her. Oh my um, God. You know, when uh, when they did get married, do you remember, I think she sang that to him. We had yes. video of that, so and she got, she got right next to him and sang it. During the reception, she was yeah. singing it, so now uh, she has recorded that song, and it's going to be part of her upcoming album, which doesn't have a release date yet, but um, it's called, what is it called, uh, This Is Me Now? Now. This Is Me Now. As opposed now. to This Is Me Then, which was her album, what? Uh, 15 years ago? Clever turn of phrase. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Nina Brown from Atlanta, Georgia. And listen, I'm super happy that Jen and Ben have reunited, but I don't want everyone else to think this is a good time to spin the block with their exes because that's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what everyone thought when they got married. That's why everyone was so into it. They're like, oh, maybe that ex. Uh, I feel like I want to sing sing. Well, it wasn't even Taylor Swift's wedding, but she was the center of attention when her pal Jack Antonoff got married this weekend. Not necessarily in a good way. No, definitely not in a good way for uh, residents and just people vacationing on the island where they had this wedding. It's on Long Beach Island in New Jersey. Paint us a picture it's because I think Jersey this is important. It is, uh, it is a very um, quaint, quaint, I was gonna say bucol bucolic actually. Um, Small. <laughs> Small little no, town. It's, this is important. It is very because, because it, it, this is really important because it's what, it's people, a very small town yeah. where they're never overrun by people. They people who go there say they go there intentionally because it is the exact opposite of the Hamptons. They don't want the Hamptons type scene, and they got that tenfold uh, because Taylor Swift was there. Shut down a road. As you can see, the entire road is shut down. And these are these are not guests at the wedding. These are Taylor Swift fans. I wonder how far they rode Who on those waited bicycles. 11 and a half hours just to see, to get a fleeting glimpse hopefully of to Taylor's get a glimpse. So the and some of them did get to see So her. the residents are, were just really pissed off. I mean, I don't know what she can do about it. If, you know, yeah. she's it's, not going to not go. And look, they the city was prepared for this. We're told that Taylor's team and the wedding planners did reach out in advance and kind of said like, hey, there's going to be, you know, this is going to be a star-studded wedding. Let's figure this out. So they had blocked off that entire street that you guys had mentioned, with, which, by the way, that is the main street. So if you're a local, that is kind of annoying. And the main street has three intersections. Like, this is a busy, busy area. Um, and so well, we know— Well, this weekend it was. Yeah, this weekend. I mean, the locals were outraged about this. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, here in L.A., we're kind of jaded. We see celebs. We just kind of go on our way. But when you're in, like, a place like this where it's kind of a cute, quaint, small town and you have huge names like Lana Del Rey, Taylor Swift, you know, all these huge stars, I know what you're saying, you want to see them. But it's not about those it's other not stars. The, it's not the, the residents weren't the ones there. It wasn't like the residents got excited. People came right, from people came from God knows where to, and descended on this place. Um, so it's not that it wasn't even like the residents got a lot excited because it's a quaint town. It was like it got overrun. And I, and I get <laughs> that. It is, I mean, it is does show some forethought and planning on Taylor and Jack's part that they let the police know. But that doesn't 
help the local residents. I mean, all right, so the police were ready for some crowd control, but there's nothing they could do Waiting when the Swifties 11 come. Waiting 11 and a half You really hours. cannot let that go. No, it's just... I agree with you. I don't understand. I mean, I get that they love Taylor and they love I, her I music. I say I kind of, sort of have a tiny experience like this. When Spice I went, Girls, what? <laughs> no, that would be awesome. Um, my husband and I, we went to the royal wedding to see Meghan and Harry, like for their procession in Windsor, and that was also like a huge long day. You're like waiting. There's crowds, like you can't breathe. Everyone's bumping each other. But then when they came around, like in their carriage, she like waved to us, and I don't know why. It was just like the coolest thing, and like everyone cheering. So it's also about like the environment, like the energy that why can like so make jaded? you excited. I I don't get it. God, we I, are I, so jaded. <laughs> we are get so. It. And, okay. there are, and there are a lot of people, artists that I admire and I love, but I don't know that I would wait. I know I would no, not. I know I, I know I would not I wait. I would. So who else was there? Zoe Deschanel was there. Zoe Kravitz was there. Lana Del Rey Channing was Tatum. there. Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum, who she's dating. And then, of course, Margaret Qualley, her mom is Andy McDowell, which blasts from the oh, past. Right. Super cool. So she was, of course, there. And Jack Antonoff, everyone knows him as well. So it's, 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 it's um, Andy's, Andy's daughter, daughter got married, um, got married the to Antonoff, right? There she is. There's the bride, Margaret Qualley. Oh, my gosh. I have a question. How does a bride feel about this? I mean, I don't know the answer to this, but how does a bride feel I, I about think this? Norm when I think normally, I think normally you'd be bent out of shape. I think normally you'd be bent out of shape. But Margaret and Jack have spent so much time with Taylor. They've got to be, they had to know, like, her coming to the wedding. But this it's, is, this but is it's what her, comes with Taylor. It's her day. And, I mean, yeah. how does she, I, I, no, no shade on, on Taylor, but how does she feel that this completely got, her wedding got completely overtaken? But the wedding itself, I'm sure, like, it wasn't like no, they were. No, I'm sure the wedding. They weren't was, cheering Taylor in the middle of the ceremony. Maybe. <laughs> 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 God, I hope not. Logan Carney from Pittsburgh, go Steelers. And geez, are Swifties a bunch of wackos? You know, I mean, it'd be better for everyone if those Jagoffs would just let her live her life. You know, she was up here for two nights down in the Burke, and they closed down the streets. Our mayor put a big up, made a big holiday for it. And I'm just up here, I'm not a Swiftie, but man. They're just a bunch of wackos. Dude, everything dude, dude, you are, hey. you, you, you are from Chicago, right? No, Pittsburgh. No, I heard you say Pittsburgh. Oh. Pittsburgh. But you're from Chicago. Tell me you're, you, weren't, you didn't live in Chicago at some point. No, no. Yeah. Oh, because. Why? You've never well, because, been to Pittsburgh? Ja no, because Jagoff is such a Chicago term. Um, that I don't know we can use, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. But by the way, can we give that guy a T-shirt just for his honesty and yeah. his bravery? He didn't I care give what him the a Swifties. Do. You get a T-shirt. You might want to use it to cover up because the Swifties are definitely coming for you. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on now to uh, the reality stars who are suing NBC Universal uh, over the treatment of reality stars. They feel that they have been um, mistreated while shooting these shows. They are going hard and on. Now, they're going hard on NBC Universal and Bravo. So what they want, <laughs> they want to be able to talk about all the things that have happened. And what they're saying is, right now they can't because they have signed NDAs. And so what they're saying is that these reality stars that they represent, Brian Friedman is um, the main lawyer on this, um, and he fired off a letter which we got uh, that he sent over to NBC Universal, and it essentially says release these guys from this N these NDAs so that they can talk. But if you won't fully release them, you have a legal obligation to release them 
as to issues that would suggest that laws were violated. And he starts giving examples of the laws. And the laws are sexual harassment, um, revenge porn, racism, sexism. So they've got a laundry list of so things the, the that they want to air out. And they're saying these guys should not be prohibited from talking about it. And yeah. that they can't legally, according to him. According to them, they can't legally. And there's a number of other issues in addition to what you named, Harvey. There's also forced intoxication, which is one of the big issues that they've claimed, right? That these folks are encouraged or even compelled to drink and get drunk while on set. And this is something they should be able to talk about openly, notwithstanding the NDA. There's also psychological, emotional, and physical abuse. So they're really throwing the laundry list at them, saying, hey, look, they should be able to talk about all these things because they all constitute illegal acts that are outside of what's legally allowed in an NDA. And so the end game here, I believe, is to unionize reality stars, right? That's right. The, the, that, that's the end game. These guys particularly are looking to do that eventually, but really what they want is immediate compliance for their specific clients. Yeah. Donnie Parmalee from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I just think that, you know, reality show is reality show. So let everything be with no holes barred. Um, you know, they're in their home 24-7, they get to see the kids, and like you said, they're encouraged to do the uh, drinking and everything, so we see them intoxicated and arguing and fighting, but yet they won't let them discuss certain things. I think that's just, uh, you know, that's just bull crap. They should be able to talk about whatever, however, and whenever, that's what reality TV is, so. Yeah, they just want to talk about it outside of the reality show. interesting, right, that they don't want them to talk about how the bread is made, basically. Because because what's going what they're alleging is that I've never heard it put that way. It's usually sausage, but thanks for switching it up. Appreciate it. You know, we often hear people complain, and with good reason, that women's sports don't get enough support. That there's not enough excitement about it. The Women's World oh Cup. Oh my God! I know what you're doing. The Women's World Cup oh came to an end uh, <laughs> this weekend. Spain defeated England uh, one to nothing. Big victory for them. And there was plenty of excitement, maybe a little too much. So be careful what you wish for. Um, the president of Spain's soccer federation just planted one on her. The grabbing of her cranium, her entire skull for that kiss uh, really rubbed some people the wrong way, including uh, the player. But first, here's what uh, Rubiales had to say about, even he admits, this was over the line. Seguramente me he equivocado, lo tengo que reconocer, eh, porque en un momento de máxima fusividad, sin ninguna mala intención, sin ninguna mala fe, pues bueno, eh, ocurrió lo que ocurrió, yo creo que, que de manera muy espontánea. Hmm, kind of an apology. I mean, he, I, maybe he's just being honest. I, no, I, I he, mean, he's just he being honest. Him. Right? I, I, yeah, no, that's what I think. I, I think, too, look, this was the first time that Spain, uh, the, the women's team, has won the World Cup. This was a, a massive uh, accomplishment for their country. And I, I think clearly he was just caught up in the emotion. Uh, Jenny Hermoso, the player that was on the receiving end of the kiss, she didn't, made it very didn't clear. She, she said she was uncomfortable with it. She, she actually did, spoke. Harvey. But at, and at the same time, though, she said, I was uncomfortable and she obviously didn't love it. But she also said, I, I kind of understand that we were in this moment of pure bliss and it obviously just happened. With that said, you, you can't just go around kissing people whether or not you win the World Cup or not. It's just not something that can happen. But I don't think anything needs to happen here. Right. He said sorry, and now everybody moves on. He said sorry. She accepted the apology. She was honest about how she felt, accepted the apology. So we should all move on, right? That would be 
ideal if that happens in this, in this world. You're right. I mean, there are going to be people who say that he needs to step down or he should be removed from his position as president of the Federation, which would, you know, people the make mistakes. The only way I feel like that, Charles, if, if, if it, is if Jenny felt like that. And I think clearly she doesn't feel like that. But a lot that. of people so will say not, that Jenny can't, you know, would say that Jenny can't speak the way, can't say how she really feels because he's the president of their soccer federation. He makes all the decisions about that national team. Oh, but think, Charles, if so, something were to ever happen to her as far as retribution, then, I mean, gosh, imagine that kind it's yeah. sort of But it's, again, it's a power thing, right? I mean, he is essentially her boss, so is she so the, really going to speak but what out are you the saying? way? So therefore you fire him? I don't know if you guys noticed in the video, but Jenny, when she was being like approached by him with her lips, she kind of did try to move back a little bit. And even in the interview afterwards, Ooh. when they did ask her about it, she does say that she, you know, she she didn't she didn't like it. She was uncomfortable with it. But like Charles is saying, he is, I believe you guys said the president. Yeah, so he, there, there's a line boss. that she kind of is teetering right now with speaking out her truth for feeling uncomfortable because that was an unwanted attempt to come like an yeah, unwanted yeah. attempt. Right. No, but for sure, I, 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 this makes me uncomfortable. Well, yeah, but I guess the question and that's, is, what now? Do you let it go or do you fire the guy? Um, I would say you got to do something to reprimand him. I don't know if it deserves to be fired, but there has to be some sort of reprimandation. Even though he did say like he was sorry for it, I just don't think that that's enough. Um, it's just an apology. You would think that FIFA, like the international head of soccer, that they would be the ones who would step in and say something's got to be done here because they run the World Cup. Hey guys, it's McCulley in Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Initially, it's tempting to say, hey, European culture is different than ours, and they sometimes kiss strangers when they say hello. But the most important thing to mention is we need to stop being offended on behalf of people uh, and just listen to what she says. And she says that, hey, that wasn't really the coolest thing, but we're moving on, and I want you to concentrate on us winning. That was, I think, one of her quotes. So instead of being offended on behalf of her, let's just listen to her. And she said, let's move on. So let's move on. Fair. I guess we're moving on. Uh, okay, and we're going to take a break. Yes. And when, move on. <laughs> when we come back, there's a fundraiser going on for the victims in Maui, and a, a very successful one. A young lady decided she wanted to raise money and raised more than $7,500 by selling nude photos of herself. And this got shut down by a certain platform. She's gonna be here with us when we come right back. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, the devastation in Maui is, uh, actually President Biden is there today to see it firsthand and to start hopefully the rebuilding of which, Lahaina, which is- Which is not just, it, it is burnt to the ground. There have been, as I'm sure you've seen, a lot of different recovery efforts launched by everyone from, from governments, from billionaires, and even just private citizens. And, uh, and they desperately need help. Every, they need every penny. So when you have people going out of their way, like a young lady named Mariah Casillas did, uh, to raise money, you would think that uh, that's just a good thing. Instead, it had turned into a bit of controversy uh, for GoFundMe. So Mariah Casillas, uh, she goes by Lava Girl online, had an idea to raise money for Maui. Um, and she actually managed to raise $7,500, maybe more than that actually, and the, uh, before and, and, it was shut down. And the hook was that she would send a naked picture if you donated money. $10. You donate $10 to the fund. And she would send, send a picture. A she, she raised $7,500 and counting. 
Right. And GoFundMe not only pulled the plug, not only pulled the plug, but they gave all the money back to the gave people who were donating all the it. the money back. When so. all these people, by the way, they didn't just lose their home. They lost their livelihoods because a lot of them work in Lahaina. Yep. And so there are people without a place to live and a place mm -hmm. to earn money. And it's desperate. And this just seems, you know, look, and even if that's a rule, make this an exception for what's going think? on there. Well, uh, joining us now uh, is Mariah. And because this is something that was very personal to her, um, what happened in Maui. So she's joining us now. Mariah, welcome to Team Z Live. Hi, thanks for having me. So what motivated you, Mariah? I know you do have a personal story. Um, so I do currently live on island. I live on Oahu and I've been very aware of the, the history and the respect you pay when you do go to the island. So especially living there, I have been doing what I can to show that I appreciate where I'm at. So whether that involves volunteering or just, you know, spreading a lot more aloha, um, I do what I can. Um, so when this happened, I felt like it was really my responsibility to step up in any way that I could. And being that I do do this for work and I've been doing it for a couple years now, I, I know the community that I've created. And I know that if I were to supply like an incentive, it would do really well. Um, so that's the first thing that came to mind. And I had been posting about people donating before I started my fundraiser and it just wasn't getting as much traction. So I, um, I went ahead and sweet. So you were, what was the final tally you got to before GoFundMe called or how did they, what did they say when they contacted you about shutting it down? Um, so I'm under, I, I think that they had been slowing down traction to the site because I was getting a lot of messages saying that it wasn't working. And so the last number I saw was about 7,800, but I do think that it was being tampered with a little bit with technical difficulties for people, which is strange. But um, they just said that my fundraiser went against their community guidelines. Um, and I sort of understand, but I don't because it had nothing to do with fund, GoFundMe. We were doing this on a totally different platform and they really weren't involved in the way that they felt they were. Yeah, I and mean, this, 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 is, this is like a bag shot where it's not like you were, they were getting the picture through GoFundMe. You right. were just sending there was them nothing, separate. There was nothing yeah. that was being seen on GoFundMe. That's right. Right. That's right. No, nothing. There was about like three platforms being used in total. You would donate, you'd get a confirmation, you'd send it to a different uh, platform and a picture would be sent on a different platform. It was a totally, um, we were keeping it separate for sure. And yet they shut it down. So so what have you done since then? I know you're gonna, you're keeping it going, um, yeah. just not on GoFundMe. Correct. So I've been actually just keeping donations going on my OnlyFans. I made it a free subscription site, which I've never done in at least like two years. So I'm really taking it serious and doing what I can. Um, it's only the only part that's unfortunate is I just wanted people to be able to tag along and see the progress that the page was making. So it being on my OnlyFans does um, deter some people, but it is still going on and that's on my OnlyFans. So it's still there and we're still making a lot of money. We made a lot of money, honestly as soon as it went live. So did I'm, you, what, what, I'm what, what, what are we talking? I, I'm curious, how much are we talking? Um, about yeah, in about two days, we've hit almost 10,000. Oh, that's great. So, that was, so you got yeah, back to we're, people. We're still doing the work, yeah. That's it's great. just not as being, uh, it's not as openly advertised just because how people feel towards the platform. Well, here's the thing. We're putting you on because what you're doing, I think, is a it's really a good, good thing. thing. It really is. And these people <laughs> desperately, well, no. I mean, these people desperately need help and good on you for and good on you for what you're doing. Seriously. Thank you.
I appreciate it. I, I really just want to be able to help however I can. So this is this is me doing that. Well, um, all right. We support you on it. We support so. you on that. And by the way, can you just tell? I know that you're actually have another thing that you uh, an appearance coming up uh, on a reality show of sorts uh, that's on OnlyFans. Right. So there's an OnlyFans TV section, and my episode of Mismatch premieres exclusively on Friday, August 25th. And you can see it on the website or the OFTV app. Yeah. And okay. just so we're clear on OnlyFans TV, it is safe for work. Like it is not a right. nudity thing. You can. Look no, at it not at all. Just it's a regular reality show. <laughs> yeah. Regular reality show, some love, some drama, but it's no nudity, nothing. None all well, right. Keep it up. Honestly, keep it Thank up. You. You're, you're, Thanks, doing, you're doing important work. Thank you, Mariah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay. We're going to move on. Yeah. I, I just, like you said. Sometimes you can make an exception. Make an exception. Jeez. Okay, we got to move on. Yes, to Bradley Cooper and the controversy over... Nose. His movie nose, at least. The nose, the prosthetic one that he wears in Maestro, uh, the story of Leonard Bernstein. Well, uh, we told you how there were a lot of people online who were upset about this when the trailer came out for this. They felt like it was... Well, they um, said it was a Jew-faced stereotype. Right. Well, not all Jewish groups agree. In fact, there are several who are supporting uh, Bradley Cooper in this role, especially because they feel that it is a very positive role, a positive film about Leonard Bernstein. So um, we spoke to a, a couple of different groups. Um, and they were all behind this. Yeah. They were all behind this. They thought, you know, this was doing honor to Leonard Bernstein and his family, who also, by the, by the way, supports what Bradley Cooper looked like here because they said our dad had a big, had a big nose. nose yeah and they wanted to make it authentic and so you know it's like there are people getting actors get trashed when they don't look like the character they're portraying right so here he's looking like the character they're portraying and people are going after him for that and by the way steven spielberg is he's one of the producers is one of the producers of this and he's got some some street cred on this. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's nice that the Jewish organizations have come out in favor and said, this is not a negative stereotype like you used to see in old cinema from the 30s where it'd be sort of a gross caricature of Jewish people. Nevertheless, I, I'm always reluctant to believe that Jewish people speak as a monolith. Just because these organizations say Nobody it doesn't necessarily mean that other Jewish people weren't offended yeah, by the character. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I think that's the point is that there are going to be some Jewish people who are offended by it and they're Right, Money who aren't, and so. it's and it's good that Jews and others are not monolithic that way. That they have, you know, different opinions and personal opinions, and arguments make for good arguments. <laughs> Hi, this is Ian from Canada. Uh, just this whole thing makes me think of back when Colin Firth did the King's Speech, and he had to learn how to stutter, and it was shocking to people, right? Like, oh, he didn't stutter naturally, and he. Guess what? He's not an actual king either. Um, and that kind of thing, that transformation, <laughs> that's what acting is. If we want everything to be boring and, and the same, just film a documentary. Why do you even need an actor, right? Dude, are you an part of the, are, are you part of the, the uh, Royal, Canadian the uh, tourist board? I mean, that's like, what is going <laughs> that on is there? That is a beautiful shot oh, there geez, with the flag billowing. Place I got here, bud. Wow. That's gorgeous. I mean... Summer's in Canada. Yeah, uh, send an invitation our way. <laughs> Since the writer's strike and then the actor's strike uh, began, we have seen many images daily of actors and writers out on the picket lines, and they are very vocal, and they were getting their message out there, but we have not seen, I haven't seen, a celebrity, an actor, 
speak out in the way Billy Porter did over the weekend. He absolutely went off about this strike. He's got a lot of rage for the studios. He is upset about how long this strike is lasting, and he says there are consequences for him. Serious consequences. There was a report that one of the executives said, we're going to wait for them to start losing their homes. Yeah. Right? And what I say is, I'm already losing my home. That's why we're striking. And you're Billy Porter. Yes. I'm already losing my home. That's why we're striking. Yeah. Please understand that. It's emotional for all of us. Yeah. And I'm trying to have grace about it. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I tried to not talk about it. Yeah. Because I know that the only thing coming out of my mouth right now is venom well, and rage. That's all. And it's not useful. It was weird. He said, I'm trying I, to have grace. No, no, no. He realized no. that he was. It was the part where he said, it sounds like he was losing his home no, no. before the strike. I think his point is, now that I, I, I heard it that way at first, this time I heard it, and what he's saying is, because we are not making as much on residuals, I'm losing my right. home, but, and that's but, why we're on strike. And that's why, why, we're, why we're on strike, right. but he's not losing his home because people are striking. Correct. He's saying he's, not, he's losing his he home losing it because, because he wasn't making, making enough money with right. the residuals to maintain his home. Exactly. Right. Which kind of really shows you the scope of this problem because kind of like the camera person said there, you're Billy Porter, so you think, okay, Billy Porter, he's got plenty of money, he's worked for a really long time, he's gonna be absolutely fine. But if someone like Billy Porter is even losing his home, I don't know kind of what type of home he's in, but think about people who aren't Billy Porter and who haven't yeah. had that success and have relied on this to, to fund their families, to fund their lives, their places of living. I mean, it just kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Henry Winkler mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was, I, I forgot the percentage, it's like less than 10% of actors make enough money to make a living and they all get second jobs and whatnot. So, you know, with this strike now, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of people who are in SAG-AFTRA who are doing things like babysitting jobs. It's become mm -hmm. like a cottage industry where they're babysitting, they're doing all sorts of things. House cleaning, remember we had- uh, And house cleaning just to, hold, just to hold it together. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Autumn Joy calling from Prince George's County, Maryland. And um, as a budding actress, you know, I, I too understand what Billy Porter, uh, Billy Porter is trying to convey. You know, I think people on the outside looking in think that actors make these big bucks when they do these films, but we're now realizing like, no, they're not getting paid what they are worth. And all they're saying is, hey, pay us what we are worth. And it's very disheartening to hear this executive say, well, you know what? No, we're not going to pay you. We're going to wait until you lose your home. That is inhumane. <laughs> like, what are these people doing? So I absolutely understand Billy Porter's point. And when he says, you know, the venom comment, that really means in black people term, you're going to mess around and find out because I can get real, you know, if I want to. So he's trying to be very classy about it. So, I mean, but everybody's feeling it. And I just really hope that we can come to some some yeah. some sort of something soon. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, it doesn't look like there's any end in sight, at least right now. Yeah. Uh, every weekend we put polls up on the website. We kind of ask about your opinions about things that happened last week. Here are the results. And as you'd imagine, Brittany is high on the list. Brittany on her own. She'll be fine or she's in the danger zone. What do you think the, oh, the last? It should be. For sure. Yeah. You just never know close. with the free Brittany movie. No, but that's people. interesting. It really has shifted since. Yeah. Uh, Brittany and Sam's divorce. Sam deserves payout or beat it. He signed a prenup. <laughs> They're uh, going to go with beat it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Sam is Gari on his own. He'll keep acting or he'll fade away. They're going to go negative. 
Of course they'll go negative. That's also possible. That's what they do. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> Kid Rock, drinking Bud Light again. This is the most curious of stories. <laughs> Boycott's over or hell no, keep it going. Boycott's over. Come on. Ah. Everybody else is over this. They were over it before Kid Rock was over I think over it'll it, be they? close. I think this is going to be close. Huh. Huh. It all, all depends on who's voting. People like the Bud it Light. It really does, yeah. Next. <laughs> Blindside conservatorship. The Tui's duped Michael Orr. Or Orr's lying he knew all along. It's it going to be the last. It's going to be the last. There that you was go. pretty strong evidence of that last. Uh, absolutely. And finally, uh, Rachel Levis officially quits Vanderpump Rules. There goes the drama or they don't need her. I think it's going to be there goes the drama. Lisa Vanderpump says they don't need her. So I think they're going to go with Lisa. I know. Oh, wow. Always follow Mama Vanderpump. Or they just hate Rachel <laughs> Or they still. hate Rachel. It could be that. <laughs> Uh, a story of just absolute disgusting intolerance, um, to say the least, uh, happened just outside of L.A. in a town called Lake Arrowhead. It's on, in the mountains outside of L.A. About an hour. And um, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. A lot of people in L.A. go up there on weekends. A lot of uh, Hollywood stars go up there. And they have visited the store, um, the store called Magpie. And unfortunately this weekend, the owner of Magpie, her name is Lori Carlton, was shot and killed uh, by a man who came in there who was enraged. That she was displaying a pride flag. She had a pride flag outside of her store, and he, he, he... She would not remove it, as he asked, and he shot her dead. Um, it is just unbelievable. By the way, um, police later shot and killed him. But I got to tell you something. I know a little bit about this. Um, she's an ally. She's, she's married. I think she has kids. Um, but um, she's married to a man, but she's a big ally. And she put that pride flag out in support, and he killed her over it. It's just unbelievable yeah. that, that this is happening in, in this country about, you know, over that something, that over was, something that, like this. That it was not infringing on this jerk's, but, to say the least. But I will say, with all of the stuff, you know, at Target, where, oh, let's boycott Target because they're doing something with Pride Month. But it is just stirring people up. Yeah. And, and, and it's creating this hatred that, you know, I, I don't see how any right-thinking person can say this is the road America wants to go down where you get killed for something like this. Hi, Angelo from Brooklyn. And this is just, as a gay black man myself, this is incredibly heartbreaking and sad to see something like this happen when it's just somebody who is supporting and a big supporter of the LGBTQ plus community and the movement and everything that we do. And just a couple of days ago, having so, uh, a couple of weeks ago, having someone getting shot at or stabbed at a gas station or right. just dancing. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah, it is really sad. And this is the road we go down when we have this kind of intolerance. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? This is Danny coming in from Hudson, Wyoming. I just want to say I'm so proud of Brittany for actually being even more free. We need to really stop focusing on her mental health and start focusing on the man that she was with. So you don't think that I mean, mental illness is the is a big issue here? My thing, though, is that we really need to make sure that Brittany is safe, especially from all these characters that were brought on with Team Con. We need to realize that she's a free woman now, and she's even more free not having this man in her life. Who, who's going to take care of her? Hopefully she has enough friends around her. She obviously has a bunch of gay men picking her up, licking her boots. And she did say back in the day, I want men to lick my boots. And sure enough, 
She did, but we need to focus on Sam Asgari. I just don't see how someone having someone around to lick your boots is taking care of. Yeah, I I gotta say, disagree. That is dangerous talk because she's got a problem. One more. Hi, my name is Nandi from West Virginia, and my thoughts on this are: I'm glad they lasted because honestly, I didn't see this going anywhere. But let's see the future. Let's see it. Well. They made it a year. They made it. They made it a year. <laughs> what more do you want from them, right? Okay. <laughs> Last month, uh, everyone was a little shocked when Kyle Richards and Maurizio announced that they are split up. Now they said we are not getting divorced, but we're separated. It hasn't stopped them from um, obviously staying on very good terms. They are on vacation together right now with the whole family. Coming up on end of summer trip to Italy. And they all seem to be having a great time. The kids have been posting lots of photos and videos. My recon on this, before they separated, I was told about this trip. Mm -hmm. And they knew that this was going down with the separation. And they always planned this trip. I don't think there's any rancor, any animosity. I think they're dealing with individual personal issues right now. And I think it's more Kyle than Maurizio. But they get along, and I think the good thing about this is they're having issues, but they're being not only civilized, but they're being loving toward each other. This is, Which I think is great. Some, a model separation. Yep. Okay. We will see you tomorrow.